Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. And today, the crime junkies are <laughs> doing it. We have to rectify that. We have to. <laughs> when when's the last time we did a crime <laughs> one together? I mean, we did Diddy Sun together. <laughs> yeah, but how long ago was that? <laughs> Eek. We're sorry. We're, I mean, it's a depressing pandemic, so just just bear with us if we're avoiding crime shows. I am watching Through the Darkness, though. I'm trying to get Marion onto it. She might not, but, you know, that's coming because I will finish that show. Okay, but, um, you know, remember to wear your sunscreen, drink your water, and wear a mask. Today, we're going to be doing a Chinese drama review, first of the year, on The Lion's Secret. Dun, dun. This is starring Zhu Yanwen and Yang Zhishan. Um, it is a how the fuck do I even describe the genre of the show? Um, <laughs> it's a the genre tags say action business comedy romance, and we're just gonna stick with that because I don't know how else to describe it. So basically, this is I'm gonna read you the tagline. Um, the official tagline is the story of a lion, a lazy cat, follows two people who get married first before falling in love. Muang Chin is a successful female CEO, and Li and Liu Qing is an unemployed former soldier. Um, Mu um, Chin and Li Qing's first encounter was on their wedding day with no feelings for each other. Their relationship out started out hostile until it turns into one of mutual love and support. Um, Liu Qing helps. Um, Muantin resolved the crisis in her company while at the same time averting the provocations from her ex-boyfriend. As their love is severely tested, a bigger challenge rises to the surface. In order to fulfill the wishes of their elders, they start on a journey to Thailand. Now, when you listen to that, what do you think this story is about? Um, sounds like a marriage contract. Yeah. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Guess how old the leads are? Um, or, uh, in their mid twenties? No, the leads are thirty seven and thirty five. They gave us a marriage contract and a bodyguard and female CEO dynamic for a thirty five plus okay, older okay. couple. You know I had to watch it. You know I had to watch it. So my um spoiler free review is this is an eight out of ten for me. I would like you to take my review with the grain of salt because (laughs) I was totally too excited and I'm looking over a few flaws of this show because the couple dynamics. Okay. Okay. This is very, it's still a very binge worthy show. I think it's still very worth the watch. It's only 33 episodes. That's pretty decent for a modern Chinese drama considering that some of them could go really long. Um, is the storytelling fantastic? No. The storytelling, if I'm going to be honest, is like seven. But is it great to just watch 35-year-olds just fall in love? Yes. Yes. Is there ridiculous plots that that, that lead to this love? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But this show just brought me so much joy that I could not not do a review on it. So um, if you like... If you like Marriage Contract, watch it. If you like two people, you know, who start out bickering but end up falling in love, watch it. Um, if you don't mind a little bit of action, a little bit of espionage, also watch it. 
Um, but if you're like me and you just like watching old, like older couples fall in love, and they don't they don't ever give us marriage contract for older couples like this, unless there's like severe, um, you know, cheating and death going on. <laughs> they do one of them is definitely one of them is 20 the other one's 35 Mm, that that also that also so you know this is tori being completely and utterly biased in this review and i'm gonna just let y'all know (laughs) ahead of time (laughs) because it's really not the best story and i can objectively agree that the writers did not know what they were doing the second half of this drama (laughs) but I think it's still good. So here's me on my pedestal telling you all the good things about the show. And then I'll criticize it later. So basically we start out the story where you just kind of see this, 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 you know, unemployed, like former soldier. And he's just kind of like, um, definitely has PTSD. He's definitely suffering a little bit. You know, he's always drinking. He's out partying. All of a sudden his father's friend from like his childhood says, I want you to marry your your old best friend who doesn't remember that you exist because she almost drowned as a child and when she woke up she had no memory of him and what happened and that's probably her childhood brain (laughs) um you know you know saving her from those you know traumatic memories but he's the one who saved her and so that's also one of the reasons that the father is like she needs to get married to solidify her position in this company and i want it to be you and he's like okay because throughout his time as a soldier um he has always you know this is kind of like his first love he has a picture of her when she was like when they were young in his wallet and he really does adore her so he's just like she's kind of been like this piece of hope and all his dark times of like thinking about their memory so he's just like why the fuck not So they get married and she is, you know, very cold, unavailable. She's like, I'm doing this because my father wants me to. I'm doing it because the shareholders don't think I can, you know, handle the responsibility of this company. But about this, she has no memory of him. And it's kind of like, it's kind of, you kind of look at the story from like, this is kind of really unfair to him because Mm -hmm. throughout the whole story, he's doing everything in his power to keep this woman safe and for the like the first 10 to 15 episodes she's like who the fuck are you why are you in my business i know we're married but like we have a line we have a contract all that good shit you're just like damn he saved you not once he's like saved her four or five times by this point <laughs> like um so basically the kind of gist of the beginning half of the story is that um she works her family basically owns this i want to say they're like a engineer company that like does like produces engines for planes and shit like that i don't really know what the company is but it's a very um it's a very not it's a pretty powerful company but it's on the verge of falling because um you know trade secrets are the biggest thing when it comes to like crafting um engines and shit like that right Uh and so basically the whole like kind of conflict in the beginning is that somebody is out to get her and this company and we don't know who and we don't know why and so he starts off as basically a security guard in their building because she because her father's like well he needs to have a job instead of like sitting at home playing video games all goddamn day at your house and so she makes him into like the parking lot attendant and there he starts to you know watch people go in and out and he's like because he's a former soldier it's like second nature for him to figure out that these people are on some shady shit 
Um, so he's going behind the scenes. He done saved her head engineer from getting jumped at night. He done, um, somebody was literally stealing intelligence and running out the parking lot. He, you know, body slammed them and shit like that. And so all of this stuff is happening behind the scenes and we get to see it as viewers and you don't, and, but the female lead doesn't know this. So she's like, at one point she's like, there's a line that I don't want you to cross. Like, I don't want you involved in my work, but my father's making me so, um, and you kind of get it at first, but then we, we learn on later that her ex-boyfriend basically abandoned her. <laughs> so, um, her, ba- her her ex-boyfriend was basically, a, you know, like um, a rich son of another company. And the company was doing, his father was doing some shady shit. And so when the shady shit got aired out, their whole family disappeared. So um, basically her, so basically her ex basically abandoned her. And so you're just like, um okay what are we doing here and so then so that's kind of first half of the series there there um then the big pinnacle turn point where she kind of thinks that this guy who's like been bumming on her couch who's not um who's just kind of suspicious about his past because she's had him looked up and things like that you figure you find out that um she she gets kidnapped she gets kidnapped and he goes to save her and um he goes to save her and she, when she comes out of like recovers from being kidnapped she uh realizes that it's him and she keeps asking him are you gonna tell me the truth or are we gonna break up are you gonna tell me the truth or are you gonna break up um and he refuses to tell her like because he doesn't want the information he has to put her in more danger and so she's like we're gonna get a divorce or whatever so she gives him the divorce agreement and so then um while they're doing this he's meeting former comrades from his past life as a vet so he has his first comrade that he meets is part of a security agency where her best friend goes to the security agency to get information about him and they hadn't met in years since the last time um that they were on a mission together and that mission is what caused him ptsd the main character and that Mm -hmm. mission basically they were you learn later that they were in thailand and they were told to go you know um capture this head of a criminal syndicate a crime syndicate and while they're on the mission the main lead there's a women there's women and children who are captured and so he's like we have to save them and everybody on the mission is like that's not part of our mission we have to go now we're under heavy fire he's like i can't just leave them here and so because he decided to save these women that ended up put them in further danger and it ended up two of their comrades being killed um oh shit yeah <laughs> it ended up two of their comrades being killed while everybody else was able to escape not two comrades three comrades three comrades were killed they, they kind of like sacrificed themselves so the rest of the crew can get out and they weren't even able to save all the women because they got like trapped in this like freezer or whatnot but that's like so he feels like it's his fault that his comrades died that those women died and that you know he made the wrong decision and so when he meets when the security guard gets this information from the female lead's best friend who is a fitness trainer um he's like what the fuck is she looking him up for so they meet again after 10 years he's like hey um i know i'm supposed to do my job but somebody's also looking into your background and he's like oh you got married he's like what's going on so they basically link up again and they end up helping each other he they end up helping each other as um the male lead is trying to basically protect the female lead and her company from you know these you know inner people who were like trading secrets and want her dead and all this shit right mm-hmm. and so 
when she gets kidnapped, we realize that she's not getting kidnapped not only because of her company, she's getting kidnapped because the woman who's kidnapping her has ties to the incident that happened in Thailand. Of so, course. <laughs> of course, of course, right? Like that's just makes sense. <laughs> so to get more, so basically, what's happening is that somebody is controlling it so that these guys who kind of left off on a bad foot and seeing each other kind of triggers all of their trauma are meeting again. And so not only do the security agent guy and the male lead meet, they also end up meeting with another comrade who has a child who has autism and the mother is an engineer. And she's like this famous engineer on like this math forum. But then the female lead meets her. She's like, do you want a job? (laughs) So basically gives her a job at her company to come help them build engines and shit. And so because they get linked up through work. Now all three of them are kind of, um, all three of them kind of know each other. But the reason that they meet is because when the female lead gets kidnapped, another girl who the, the, um, um, mechanic, he's the other vet. He's the one who has the wife and kid, the mechanic, um, uh, another girl who the mechanic knows and our male lead knows individually. Like they don't know that, she knows both of them but it's just like this girl that he made uh, that the male like met at like a pc cafe and she's like uh-huh. kind of been like the little sister to this mechanic and so when they get kidnapped well the girl gets the, the girl gets kidnapped and both of them are alerted so when the male lead and the security agent go to get the girl it, it's made to look like like they kidnapped her so their other vet friend is like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? And so they all, when they all end up seeing each other in person, they're like, oh, fuck, why are we, somebody's trying to set us up to meet, like, to create animosity or right, right now. And then they get a video that the female lead has been kidnapped too. So after he, so we've reached a point where everybody's kind of like working together. Um, but then we find out that somebody is threatening the mechanic with his family and his family's lives saying that if you don't give me information about the female lead's company or if you don't tell me everything that they're doing i'm going to kill your daughter um and basically uh basically while they're like at a kid cafe the villain is like um tick tick boom boom and so his daughter's playing with this like strange electric ball and he thinks it's a bomb and so he like goes to save her or whatever he's like so I have to do this. So basically he breaks into the company and gives information that kind of like it's another plot point of like they figure it out. But, you know, the crew comes out well. And what ends up happening is that he's like, um, they're after my family. But y'all. But so he ends up what the villain doesn't know is that the mechanic has told the other two guys. He's like, they're they're threatening my family. But what they don't know is that I also think of y'all as family. So I'm not going to sit here and, you know, um, be a traitor or whatever. So they even have this thing where um the villain basically says i need you to get me the property or the the paperwork about the basically the female family has a uh, an orphanage in thailand uh-huh. they have an orphanage in thailand and so the fe- the villain is like i need you to bring me the paperwork for that orphanage in thailand that is in the safe of your father-in-law's house <laughs> So they have to do this whole operation where they like turn off the lights and basically get this safe out of the house and give it to the villain or they're, you know, like, or we're going to, you know, kill your family or tell them your secrets or some shit like that. And all the while this is happening, the female lead's grandmother is sick, but she's not telling anybody she's sick. And only the, the male lead figure out that she's 
you know, um, extremely ill. And the thing is, the crazy thing about this arranged marriage situation is that the family knows him. They've known him since he was a kid, right? And then mm-hmm. once their daughter recovered from the drowning or whatever, they kind of like all drifted apart. But they, the father trusts him, the grandmother trusts him, the mom kind of trusts and loves him. So she's, she doesn't get why her family likes him so much. <laughs> because oh, like not the others, grandmother, you said the grandmother's sick, right? Or the yeah. mom's, yeah, the grandmother's sick. But they all kind of like him because they've known him, known him when he was a kid, and they were friends as kids. Um, and the father and his, the fathers were friends and stuff like that. So she's kind of like, it's kind of like this weird, this odd dynamic. She's like, why the fuck does my family love you so much? But he's not going to tell her, oh, I saved you from drowning. (laughs) Like, he's not going to be like, yeah, you remember that life, um, thing that caused you, probably caused you trauma, your brain shut it out? Yeah, that was me. So he never actually said that to her. The way that you were saying it, I thought you were saying the grandmother didn't like them. The grandmother was confused. no, 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 yeah. No, they all like him. And okay, she's confused okay. <laughs> at why they all like him. And so, like, even if she's, like, constantly bickering with him or she's pushing him to the side, he's doing everything. His Her family likes him. He's doing everything in his power to protect her and her family. He's keeping grandmother's secret that she's terminally ill. Like, grandma tries to push them together a lot. Like, she does things like come to stay over their house. So that means they have to share a bedroom because uh-huh. grandma needs to stay in the guest bedroom and stuff like that. And so, um, when, you know, that's another thing. Like, at first, he didn't tell her when she got kidnapped that it was he who saved her. So she was mad about that, but then she forgave him. And then grandma dies, and she didn't tell, he didn't tell her that her grandmother was terminally ill. Um, or forced the grandmother to go to the hospital. He tried to go to get the grandmother to go to the hospital, but grandma was just like, I don't want to spend my last days in a hospital. She's like, I know mm-hmm. I'm dying. So she got to spend her last birthday with her family. They went and took pictures, um, wedding pictures, and then had their, their grandparents' face photoshopped on it because that was like grandma's last wish. Like there's a lot of very cute things that's happening on top of this Thailand plot <laughs> So, like, the drama goes back and forth. We're like, oh, look at these cute moments where these two are getting close together. And like, even the second leads because, like, the, the security agent falls in love with the best friend really quickly. And then you have this family unit and they're, like, very cute. But then we also have a villain who's out here to kill y'all. Like, for real kill y'all. <laughs> like, Bob threats, kidnapping. <laughs> All of that stuff. And so grandma dies. Um, oh, on top of that, her ex-boyfriend comes back. Now listen here. When of I course, you, he comes back, and of course, like our our leads are getting a little closer together, but they haven't really like confessed anything to each other. But like, it's to a point where, well, I can't remember exactly. I can't remember this. Is, I think she forgave him for, um, not telling her everything about the kidnapping and all that. She also um thinks he has a he's in love with another woman because he has a picture of her in his wallet when she was a kid. And if he uh. doesn't explain to her why he has that picture, it's very weird. And so she's he's just not been telling her. It's like she tries to look in his wallet like several times throughout the show. And he's like, um oh, no you can't do that. It's my secret or whatever. And she kind of understands because she also has this thing with her ex. It's like unrequited. Because when her ex left, she fell into a very hard depression. And the only thing that brought her out was that her her father's company was failing. So she had to like, you know, do the best she can to pull it together and 
you know, do what had to be done for the family. And so her ex comes back as like um, the representative of a partner company that they're going to work with or whatever. And he's just like, I know you've been waiting for me. And he's like, and waiting for you. She was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is my pet peeve is exes who come back thinking that things can just start from that point like uh-huh. we're going to forget about all the emotional trauma i handed to you <laughs> we're gonna try to start this again right and so he comes back and he's doing all these things about but you love me he's like the time you spent with me versus the time you spent with him is much longer and you know at first she's like very like i can't believe you just showed up without any announcement and so she leans more into the male lead and then she's kind of at this kind of like conflict where she needs to resolve this with her ex-boyfriend and so she gives him back all the mementos she's like i love him i i'm married i can't she's like she's like we had happy memories and i want us to still be friends and i'm like okay cool we're you know we're we're doing the dang thing um you know they ended up the partnership goes through but then her grandmother dies and so her relationship with the male lead again reaches a point of conflict and her grandmother's last wish besides the marriage picture was for somebody to go to thailand and make sure that the orphanage is doing well so now that we're going to thailand we're jumping from china to thailand you know, <laughs> i was confused for a second and i remember this was a chinese romance drama and that's why there's so many storylines because right, if right. it was 16 episodes it would have been done by now but 30 something okay okay yeah 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 so this is this is the part of the story this is the part of the drama where the story definitely falls apart and the writer does not know what they're doing anymore (laughs) you just kind of kind of you kind of got to go with the flow um so basically she goes to thailand her ex shows up her ex shows up in thailand it was like hey you're here like to vacation you know mourn your grandmother you can't be in this like dangerous part of the country by yourself. But of course the male lead is already there following her every move to make sure that nobody kills her because she does not know the intensity of capacity of all the danger that's been coming her way. Right. Yeah. Which is very unsafe, but being in Thailand is definitely a trigger because this was the last place in for their mission. Right. And so he goes to Thailand, the best friend and the security agent also come to Thailand and even the mechanic. He's like, I can't at first he wasn't gonna go because he didn't want to leave his family but he's like I can't just let them people be out there my friends be out there but also this villain because like I gotta handle this shit myself I have to see these people like go with my own eyes and so everybody's in Thailand we're at this orphanage and there's these people that basically are drug cartel people but the cartel is basically like we want your land so give it the fuck up we have stakes in this orphanage and you know she's the heir to this property she's like um no <laughs> you want me to put all these children so he's trying they're trying to like forcibly get her to sell the land or whatever and the friends you know all the the soldier the former vets they're just like something is afoot there is no reason that these drug dealers should be this um adamant about this piece of land there's something wrong or there's something going on and so as this is happening they're on the computer or some shit and um a website pops up and it's two girls in this pit and people are bidding on getting the girls to do stuff so people are bidding a hundred thousand dollars for them to get up and dress up as cousins and dance together people are bidding you know twenty two hundred um twenty thousand dollars for them to like um eat bananas or some shit or somebody you know and it's a bid that goes on for like three days and 
we find out that one of the teachers at the orphanage that's her daughter her daughter's been missing for like 70 years or whatever and so they have to because you know they're the good guys they're like we have to find these girls for this teacher and so in doing so they run into the villain who had been terrorizing them in china she works for this cartel she's in love with the head of the cartel right and the head of the cartel is run by two brothers um one brother is the guy who came to the school to basically take it over and the other brother is pretending well he's not pretending he's this he's the um son of the principal of the orphanage she adopted him when he was young and he basically has been hiding he's been doing a he's been the head of this drug cartel without nobody knowing and so um we find out that he was also the son of the man that the soldiers were had kidnapped well, not kidnapped but were trying to arrest years ago so his father was the head of that crime syndicate and now he's the head of this drug cartel and also they lied to the the female villain who had been you know um terrorizing them in china they lied to her and told her that her sister died at the hand of those soldiers. So that's also why she had a vendetta against them. But in all actuality, it was the man who she's, you know, dating and also pregnant, who she's now has is pregnant with his child. She finds out that he was the one, her, his father was the one that killed her sister. And so she'd been fighting with the enemy instead of, instead of against them this entire time. So she ends up, drugging this man out taking the chip with all the evidence of his crimes out of his skin he had it in his skin <laughs> oh. Oh God. she takes that out and she gives it to our people to hand over to the government basically they go they find the girl they can only save the daughter because the other girl um got shot and that's kind of like the part of the thailand story but it's a it's a part of the story to truly see how much um, the male lead has done for the female lead what he's willing to do for the female lead and she's really how much she loves this man and she doesn't want him to die and so when they return back to China they're like gonna get remarried and she's forgiving him for lying about his grandmother and they're basically in love all the way and even if more company stuff comes up he shows up at in you know uh at the company like meeting like i'm her husband let me show you you know what we're about to do like he basically um so when they go back they you know he basically helps her get in contact with this um wealthy investor and the wealthy investor loves them because they're such a funny couple they're funny cute and like powerful so we love that and so that gives him clout to like to be her husband without like it being like it was an arranged marriage or whatever all that stuff so while they're doing that there's they also find out they also run into the daughter of one of their fallen comrades not the daughter the sister of one of the fallen comrades um who uh the male lead kind of feels responsible for because he tried to help her when he first when they first got back from thailand but she didn't want it she's like my brother's she she couldn't accept her brother's death but now she's in this very um manipulative and financially abusive relationship and so basically he helps her um you know he's constantly going to meet her and at first you know the female lead was like what is up with this little girl um because she's like in college and he's like oh she's like my sister and so she's like okay and so 
um instead of he's like you don't have to hide her i'm just you know i can get her a hotel room let's get her a hotel room let's make sure she's okay and the little sister was like well then let me stay with you because they were fighting and so she stays with them and just chaos ensues the male lead is like stop being loud stop being this and like he's trying to like not let her you know bother his wife or whatever while the wife is just like she's fine <laughs> she's it's okay she's being a brat but um he's you know trying to curb her attitude or whatever um but it's not really working because i guess she just kind of wants to make she's i don't know i think i don't know if it's jealousy because she likes the male lead it's kind of like she has a small crush on him but also is like brotherly love because yeah he's a replacement for her own older brother uh-huh. and so then oh i forgot to tell you this <laughs> The ex-boyfriend is gone now, but the reason the ex-boyfriend's family got caught is because her best friend uh, leaked it to the news. <laughs> the reason why her ex-boyfriend what? His family got caught. Remember I told you the ex-boyfriend's family was shady? Yeah. yeah. Her best friend leaked it to the news. She recorded <laughs> the father having a shady conversation. She's like, I cannot let my best friend marry into this family. So <laughs> she leaked it to the <laughs> news. <a> real one. <laughs> she's like because if i tell her you know you know sometimes friends yeah what's in their best interest she's like let me handle this shit and i (laughs) and i can't remember if they ever actually had a conversation about it um but you know she's the best friend goes all in for her for the female lead she's like i want what's best for her i don't want her to be in danger so we kind of like forgive her for that (laughs) because because she was there for her during her entire like um her depression episode and everything so that was just something I just thought about because I was looking at the poster. <laughs> but um, back to the little sister. So the little sister does all that. And the reason why this is I was bringing back that up because the best friend is also somebody who's, she lost her parents. And so she was basically raised along with the female lead. Like their grandmother basically um, kind of adopted her. Uh-huh. And so when she finds out that this little girl is raising her in her best friend's house, she goes off it. She goes off of her. She's like, don't use your sad background as a pity party because nobody has to pity you. I was like, damn. <laughs> damn. But she, she's a real one. She's a true real one. And so the little sister kind of gets her shit together. She's like, um, I'm gonna just go stay at the dorms or whatever. Um, if y'all gonna pay for it, you know, I don't want to be a bother or whatever and so they kind of like reach this kind of like happy plateau but they're still kind of trying to figure out what because there's some weird shit that happened in thailand it's like every time that they would go to try to meet somebody in thailand that was connected to the mission that person was either dead or got killed in front of them and so they're like there's somebody out here beside this drug cartel who's after us and they're thinking that it could be one of their fallen comrades who is the little girl's sister right the little girl's brother not the little girl's sister the little girl's brother and so once they kind of confirm that it's him um the little the the girl the little sister basically quote unquote gets kidnapped and so the male lead is like i have to go find her <laughs> it's like what the hell happened so the female lead is really excited about having another wedding and you know really getting married and she asked him like in the car the day before he just ups and leaves i can't believe he did that (laughs) the day in the car right before he ups and leaves um to go find this girl but he knows that he's in a dangerous situation because he also has to confront a fallen comrade that ended up surviving that you know that mission that they couldn't you know go back to Uh so 
he's still dealing with a lot of PTSD and we'll get to the critical part about this, this whole part of the story. But, um, she, so he, she says to him in the car, she's thinking about that picture in the wallet and she still doesn't know it's her. And she asks him, would you ever, um, he's like, she's like, who is that girl in the picture? Like, she's like, I know it's a picture of a girl, but who is it? He's like, she was somebody that, um, I loved and you know she was a light of my life or something like that and she says to him would you ever leave me for her and she's like how he's like how could I leave and I'm like this is so fucking stupid and cute it's so stupid and cute and then he basically leaves the next day he leaves her with a divorce agreement at first she like shut down like she did when her ex left but then she starts to think about the picture in the wallet and she realizes that a picture of her scrapbook as a child that her grandma had left her, there's only one picture missing. And she's like, and basically she believed, I guess this was part of the story to show you how much she still believes and loves him. Because she's like, there's no reason that he would leave me a divorce agreement unless he was going into something entirely too dangerous for me to know about. So he definitely wanted to go do this on his own like he didn't want the his the the security agent got another mechanic to know he's like but that's also our fallen comrades so you can't go you can't hold this burden on yourself of like being a survivor like a survivor's guilt Mm -hmm. um so he heads to fucking germany (laughs) (laughs) right okay just be killing the random european countries they'd be picking i just (laughs) listen i you know and i questioned this to a a mutual of mine who's also like a c-drama mute mutual she's like there's a like a large chinese population population in france Mm because like the amount of times that france has popped up in the 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 drama you know how in korea they're like they went to america to study abroad it's, yeah. it's France for China. <laughs> they're like, they're, <laughs> yes. They're like, they went. They just got back from the French School of Design, and I'm like, what? What the fuck is up with France? <laughs> but apparently, there's a very large uh, population of um, Chinese um, immigrants that live in France, or people who go okay. to study in France. So, you know, context. Um, but they're in Germany. <laughs> they're in Germany, where Germany is, this part of Germany is dealing with a lot of arms dealers. So, we come to find out that the female lead is with her brother. Because she said, because before she left, she's like, I think I saw my brother, and I always feel like he's been around me these past couple weeks. Um, and she's like, I thought I saw him alive. And so, basically, she's on the brother's request she kind of tricked the male league into thinking that she was in danger and getting him to come to germany and so that whole point of the story is that the the survivor the brother that survived the fallen comrade is basically he wants at first you're thinking like is this a revenge plot and it's not really revenge as much as he wants to use the male lead to help him take over the arms dealing um industry in germany and i'm like you couldn't have just walked up to him and said that <laughs> okay but no <laughs> right <laughs> so at, at, at first you're kind of like there's this tension between them where it's like you're the reason our other two comrades died don't you realize that because basically what happened is that after the mission um that that drug cartel dealer or whatever or his son basically 
held him captive, made him do like illegal stuff. And so he just kind of fell into the bad life or the, the bad side of things. And so he wants to be, you know, this all powerful, you know, crime syndicate lord or whatever. And he wanted his comrades to come help him as like, um, not payback, but like as something that he's old because y'all left me for dead or whatever like that. And so there's that. And so there's basically this whole thing where they're like going back and forth between these, like the small German arms dealers and the big German arms dealers. And then they're working with the secret agents and all of this shit. And it all ends up with the fallen comrade dying. Um, the arms dealers getting arrested and them kind of just all going back. I mean, there's a whole plot, but I'm not about to explain it. <laughs> There's a whole plot that goes on, but the 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 ending result is that um, our boys survive. The one of them got shot, like the arms dealer got shot, and I said, "Did they kill somebody in these last two episodes?" I'm a fucking screw. <laughs> Mind you, the Germany plot happened the last four episodes, <laughs> and so, um, but the i guess the the highlight of this plot is that the female lead went to germany she's like i know what charlotte fucking doing she set up a hotel for <laughs> for the mechanic and the security agent because uh-huh. she knew that they they that they weren't going to let him go to germany by himself right so she's the one she's like i'm the one who just introduced you she calls them <laughs> it's so funny because the scene is that she calls the security agent she's like where's my best friend because they're dating or whatever um and he's like oh i'm not with her and then she calls the mechanic and his phone rings in the background and he's like i know y'all together put me on speakerphone <laughs> and he's like <laughs> and, and the, the guys are like yeah yeah we're we're gonna look for your your husband it's fine everything's gonna be okay she's like i'm the one who introduced you to the hotel i'll be there in 15 minutes i was like okay bad bitch and she's like been in contact with the german government to like make sure he doesn't get arrested and shit and so there's a scene where um because like for like two episodes you just kind of see the male lead in the situation where it's like he can't well one he doesn't want to leave the girl there to be alone with her brother because she just he doesn't think it's safe second he also like I don't want to help you and get involved in this, you know, crazy arms dealer shit. But there's a part of that guilt, that survivor's guilt in him that he's like, I can't just leave. Because mm-hmm. seeing you alive is a good thing to me. Like, he's, you know, been suffering for all of these years um, with the guilt of what happened at that mission in Thailand. And so you kind of just see the actor, the male act, the male lead actor in this story is very good. Because you just kind of see him, like, in this melancholic mood where he has to, like, he's like sad obviously sad and depressed but he has to constantly be on his toes working with all these arm dealers and shit like that right and he's basically being used as a chess piece and so when he sees his boys he's like i knew y'all were gonna come i didn't think you're gonna get here that fast but when he sees her it's like this moment of she she immediately hugs him and he's just like you can see the actor like I can't break like I can't I can't have you like have you here and then she like hugs him and she kisses him on the cheek and he like falls like kind of like falls apart in her arms and I like cries but he's like uh-huh. fuck and it's just like one of the like most like heart rich you're like god damn I know it it just hits you in the, the, the feels a good way and so you know this the end of the story happens um and we ended it they really did rush the ending but I was just like okay (laughs) okay 
okay. It wasn't the stellar ending, but but again, this is my very very biased opinion. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Um, I can say the first half of the drama is excellent. The second half is subpar as fuck. Because <laughs> when we go to Thailand, there's just so many unanswered questions. Because like, why did they want it? They didn't. I don't think they ever really told us why they wanted the land for the orphanage anyway. Like, why was that such a big part of the story? Um. But the biggest part for me is that this character started off like there's many okay, so this character definitely has PTSD because whenever his body temperature severely drops, like yeah. there are um like being in an ice rink was very hard for him because it reminded it made his mind go back to that moment where they were in that mission locked in that freezer, right? And the girls and several of his comrades like froze to death in front of him. And then um like when he's fighting like a dude, they like spray him with fire hydrants or shit like that and he like immediately goes into like um a ptsd episode like an episode like he freezes up his you know all that stuff and so my biggest problem is that for this character who's kind of supposed to be healing through falling in love with this girl and meeting his friends and kind of getting closure why was the end of the story is for him to watch a man that he already thought was dead die in front of him again that man that scene the last scene where we see um the the fallen comrade that came back alive he's basically been shot a couple of times because he thought he was making a deal with one of the other german arms dealers but he betrayed him so he got shot up and he had already placed bombs in the entire place and Uh so he clicks the bomb thing in front of him and says to him the last words that he said on their mission which is go go and then clicked i was like and then when they, you know, end the story, it just cuts to him, like, hugging the female lead from behind and, like, telling you all what happened in Germany or whatever, like, the arrest warrant was dropped. And I'm like, did y'all just give a person that has never recovered from their trauma and war more trauma and then end the story? <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly what they did. I was like, you can't be, you can't, no. <laughs> ah, ah. Um, I do have to say, that you can definitely tell um some people i know some people will listen to me but like why is it important to know the gender of the person who wrote the story it's very important because you can tell what they decided to focus on um you can definitely tell that this was written and directed by three dudes um the director is a man the two i know the writer is a man and the two directors are also men um so the action brotherhood parts of the story really great the romance is also really great which is why i was going to point out that they were men that it's not easy for me i think for modern um shows that have romantic romance in them such like a heavy like a contract marriage and a female ceo bodyguard dynamic and it worked and it was given I have to give you kudos on that. Also, this 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 writer has wrote another series that I really love called My Sunshine. He likes to write like really tragic male leads, um, but the the ending was not well thought out. <laughs> the second half of the drama was not well plotted out. Um, but I think that the chemistry between the cast, the chemistry between the leads, and the male leads acting alone kind of makes up for a lot of the missteps that the writing took. Um, I do wish that they gave us one last episode just to clear everything up. Because you cannot, you cannot put this man through a whole nother, <laughs> whole other situation and end it with trauma and be like, yay, we're happy they're all together, everybody lived. I'm like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, like, the story writing in this, I give, like, a seven. 
maybe a 6.5. The first half I give like a 7. No, the first half I get like a 7.5 to an 8. The second half I give like a 6.5. But again, this is me being very, very biased and I've recognized my bias <laughs> that when am I going to get a 35 plus euro couple and a marriage contract? Like, honestly, when am I? Maybe three years from now. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> They really don't like doing that for people above the age of like what twenty six, right? At least it for me, I've seen them a couple times, but never with the female lead being in her thirties. Mm-hmm. Right, they're like on the same foot, and it's so cute. They're like the the main couple really do give you all the good feels like they really do give you all the good feels when they finally kiss you know i don't care about y'all know i don't give a fuck about a kiss scene i'm (laughs) i'm all for small intimacies and not grand gestures of love in my romance and when they finally kiss you're just like oh i'm gonna send you the 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 clip of the kiss because it's it's that good i saw it on twitter i watched it more than once i was like it's so cute (laughs) it was just like finally because you know how like on some relationships they're like oh it's a peck oh it's a kiss and they're like oh yeah. they're finally in bed together it's like that kiss denoted that they have been doing some shit that didn't look like their first kiss <laughs> right <laughs> it didn't look like their first kiss at all and I was just like god this is the grown and sexy that I want why won't more people give me grown and sexy like this y'all just be so mean to people y'all be so mean to couples who are over the age of like 32 yeah, or like it has to be there has to be cheating. Somebody's identity has to be fake. There has to be murder. It's like... <laughs> oh, but yes, I couldn't pass this drama up when I saw the, the the marriage contract tag. And a female CEO and a bodyguard. Like, that's two genres that are usually reserved for young couples. They gave us both of them. Like, per. Like, The Lion's Secret, not the best drama you're gonna watch this year is it still fucking fantastic yes i think it's worth the watch if you just want to binge the first half of it and skip the thailand and and germany plots you can do that because they're really not that important (laughs) but um i really love this drama i definitely recommend it it gets an eight from tori and i probably won't ever change that rating because i will continue to watch clips of this couple and i think i really like this male lead as an actor he did a very good job of moving between like um you know how some actors act they'd be like yeah he's a um former veteran and he's also really smart and really funny and really charming and they don't hit all those notes yeah it's like they're just kind of like um it's like i kind of believe you're rich i don't believe you you can fight he embodies this entire character like the sadness of being a veteran the sadness of being in love with this woman woman and her not knowing all the things you're doing because you're not going to tell her not because it's pride because you and it's not because he's not telling her because i think it's what's best for you he's like i'm not telling you because i don't want you to die and he's somebody who recognizes that because you know i hate a nigga that's like um i'm doing what's best for you bitch <laughs> like you're robbing women of their agency and most of his stuff where he's like i'm doing what's best for you is because like him not telling her about her grandmother was because it was grandma's wish and he's not gonna you know stress out his wife and also stress out the grandmother by telling the entire family right he's like i'm gonna do my best to do what grandma wants and you know fulfill her last wishes 
So he takes a lot of the burden upon himself without it feeling um, selfish, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And even if his motives are kind of like selfish of like, I don't want you to get hurt because it'll hurt me type of thing. It's not the it's not the type of selfishness where you're like, fuck this guy. It's like he's doing his best to keep everybody safe or doing what he thinks is best to keep everybody safe. And he really embodied the comedy and the bromance and the romance and his interaction with everybody on screen is just so because he does a lot of subdual acting that I think is really 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 good and you can kind of just see in his expression and his face and the way he says stuff you're just like you kind of get captivated by him on screen and so I haven't seen a lot of his projects he has another romantic comedy called Across the Ocean to See You which I really did enjoy so if he wants to keep doing these um, please and thank you <laughs> please and thank you um, he doesn't have any like lined up right now. Like he's like more into like he's a re- he's one of those actors where men would say he's a really good actor. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, that's what he reminds me of. He's not like a heartthrob to me. He's very fine, but <laughs> um, he's not the heartthrob type. But he's very good at making you fall in love with him on screen. So yes, I have picked up another 37 year old man to call um my little meow meow. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm very happy. But um I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We have some good things coming. Um some shows are going to come a little late. I know we we usually like we're going to binge stuff and um get it out a week after it's out, but like um all of us are dead. I think we're watching it. So it'll it'll come out probably next month, probably mm-hmm. in March. Yeah, it'll probably come out in March. We have a very, very fun Saturday episode planned, so I hope you guys are subscribed. Make sure you put on your notification bells and leave us a five-star review, you guys. Please do. Here on Spotify, you can leave um, five-star reviews, and you can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And don't forget to come talk to us on Twitter at Commented and TikTok at Commented Podcasts. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. Bye-bye. Bye.